Coming to you from Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for August 15th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, our Ice Time Hockey Southwest Colorado NCAA Hockey Insider, Joe Paisley. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios is presented by Behind the Mask and is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where we hit a high of 99 degrees today. Yeah, that's 99 in August here. We're loving it. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, where I understand it's a balmy, what, 75 or so right now? I don't know, but did you break out your parka? <laughs> well, I was just looking at that, the, the winter coats. I was looking at the winter coat selection in case, you know, I needed to get it out. But no, it's, it's still in the closet. Are you sure? Because all the way down to 99, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's chilled. There's no doubt about that. It's it's chill in the air. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> That's because we're close, Paul. We're only about a month away from hockey season. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you believe it? I mean, it's actually finally getting in here, I think. And it might be a COVID-free year if we cross our fingers and hope that we can get back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I mean, I hate to be that way and I hate to sound that way. But I, I don't think it may, it's going to, you're not getting that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. <laughs> I, I was hoping. I was hoping. Okay, so well, this is. I mean, it just means you'll, we'll all get to see what we want to see. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to get into the politics of it. That's a whole nother podcast. Oh, you'd like uh, to get into the politics of it, but you, you, we're not uh, going to do it tonight. <laughs> Like I said, that's another <laughs> podcast. I'm sure there's one out there where we could have this discussion and it would fit. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think it'll be, and and you know, so hopefully it, uh, yeah, it does go off smoothly. We'll just take it day by. Nothing did. The only part about this is we're still going to take it day by day. Yeah, that's the truth. Absolutely, that's the no, truth. One game at a time, just like your magic numbers. Yeah, you want me to give you a magic number? We're getting close now. I should start putting that together, but I'm going to get a little help from our guest tonight, our insider, 
uh, Joe Paisley when he joins us. I'll get a little help from him as far as putting together Are my you sure uh, because he might agree numbers. with me and then you're stuck. <laughs> Uh, we got to know magic number. What fun is it? If you don't come up with a magic number, you got to set some goals out there for the guys. Yes. What the goal is to, to be 1-0 oh after every game. <laughs> I want to see a total number. I want everybody One. 1-0 to... oh after every game. Yeah, I know, but I want everybody to tell me at the end, hey, well, we got 25 wins. We're getting in the tournament. We're a lock. 1-0 oh after every game. Okay. And by the way, folks, that's we'll every that. coach. Believe that's me, every we will team, debate that. Every coach, every team. And I'm not just talking about HU here. I, I guarantee you, you if you ask Chris Mayotte, you ask David Carl, you ask Frank Saratori, ask any of them, ask your buddy Zombo there. Oh, I'm sorry, they're not NCAA yet. Um They're coming. They're uh, coming well, quick. Yeah. Okay. Um sorry, did I say that? I, I didn't mean that. Um that was an accident. That was a slip of the tongue. Uh, no, it, one and zero after every game, every coach will tell you the exact same thing because that's the way that. they think. I totally agree with that, and they should okay, think so? that way, and the players should think that way. Yes. But we as media people should put goals out there. We should put numbers out there. We should predict. I did one and zero after win. every game. That's what I'm shooting for. I know that's what you're shooting for, but I'm thinking about the thousands of listeners we have out there right now that are going like, man, if Ice Time Hockey Southwest and ITHSW podcast would just give us some numbers to shoot for so we know when our guys are going to get in the tournament or I not. I just did. <laughs> oh, if you go 1-0 oh after every game, you're, full you're in it. a tournament. Okay, that's enough chit-chat on that part of it. Okay. What else we got to talk about before we get into the real stuff when we bring Joe on here in about, oh, we're less than 10 minutes away. But um, what, do you, what, else, what else you got to talk about? You got anything listen. else going on in the world of NCAA hockey that we need to get out there for the people? Uh, we could talk about Sasa Postrovich. Past, uh, Postrovich, yeah. Yeah, uh, not going to Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, anybody surprised at that? Uh. I don't know. I listen. I don't know. No, I'm not surprised at that. Listen, anyway, I mean, if it, you're Anaheim, is he gonna? Is he going to make the team? Is the question? I, I doubt it. I I think he's well. It is a good shot, but I think he's gonna go play uh, in the. Uh, where is he going to Q or the O? The OHL. OHL. Okay. Um, yeah, I know it's Anaheim, and I know there's a lot of good players, but man, oh man, he would have to put on some kind of show. Uh, because even Zegras didn't go right away to the Ducks. Yeah. He played oh. in the. Uh, okay. No, in, I get that. I'm just listening. I just, so, I just don't. Th- I mean, he he could turn it on, but let's let's tell you, I love the kid. I think he's got a lot of skills, but I don't think he's NHL ready right now. I think he's a year, maybe two away is, from uh, from that. But which is still an incredible achievement when you think about it, coming uh, from yeah, the uh, under 18 national team listen, uh, you, you, to the NHL. Listen, if you make the decision that you want to decide to go to a different route, I mean, okay, I'm not going to knock somebody for going to play uh, in the OHL. I'm not going to do that. No, I mean, here's the deal, Paul. Uh, college isn't for everybody. I mean, No, it's you, not. For you, it was an eight-year deal, and you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> and then it kicked me out, but that's another story. <laughs> but uh, for some, you know, they're, they're just – It's absolutely uh, not. They're not ready for it. They don't want that. They don't choose that. Um, And you know what? You got to respect that. So for Sasha, if if he's decided this is his route, 
this is his route. And like I said, uh, all the power to him. Maybe he'll make that that Ducks roster out of camp. I, I just uh, I'm not holding my breath on it. And I think no. he does have a plan. Uh, the OHL is a good plan um, because he can't go to the AHL. So right. uh, that's what he's got to do. But uh, he'll get a good look. He'll get a chance, and who knows? He might he might hit some chemistry with some of those guys that are on that uh, young Anaheim Ducks roster. Well, okay. Yeah, so there's that. Um, it is pretty much uh, uh, seems to be the thing that uh, Robert Morris will not be coming back this year. Yeah, that seems which, to be Which we kind of figured. Yeah, we did. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, though. Um, it's, it's looking at this point. I mean, the signs for at least for now are pointing to 22, 23. Uh, who knows? Uh, we're still waiting also for, um, for Anchorage. Um, they're about 400,000 short of where they wanted to be. Um, they've got about uh, three weeks to get there. Um, the next board of regents meeting up in Alaska is uh, September 9th and 10th. Um, well, and, we'll and get Paul, more clarity back in, or at least uh, at that point. The surprising part about that and not surprising at the same time is the fact that we know that, uh, that NHL team in Seattle could write that check and put them over the top if they wanted to, or if they decided well, let's, to. Let's... Let's um, let's see what's let's see what they're going to play it down the road a little bit and see as much as they can come in. So we'll see. Well, that, yeah, but that's I'm just saying. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and judge them. They got involved in the first place. Didn't have to. So no, I'm I'm not certainly judging them. I'm just um, saying that if there was somebody that could do it, uh, I think they have the means to do it. Yeah, probably. And again, I'm not I'm not writing their check for them. I'm just yeah. saying I think they have the means. So. Okay, um, so that's what so, we know about Robert Morris. So, and so, and, and but see, but the thing about that is, um, there's also no guarantee that um, that Atlantic Hockey will let the men's team back in. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that the women's team will get back into the to the CHA, but there's no guarantee that Atlantic will let the the men's team back in. So you could be there's looking no guarantee at on anything. No, I mean. You could be looking at next year one, two, three, four, five, a half a dozen independent teams. Oh, you just opened the door, didn't you? You opened the door. door You opened Pandora's box. um, But we're not going to go into that right now. Well, uh, okay, but listen, listen, don't listen. We could talk about that forever. You're not getting a league with LIU. Who still doesn't have a full D one schedule, and we can get into that at some point in the next week or two. Um, but I don't, I don't want to point any fingers at that because I don't know anything behind the scenes. I don't know if that was the original plan last year before the pandemic hit, or um, teams just don't want to go there and play. And it doesn't make any sense to me. But what do I know? Uh, but you can't have a league with two Alaska teams and and, and Long Island, and you just can't. I'm sorry. It, it, it's it, there's no way to make that. What are you work. doing? Looking at a map or what? <laughs> well, listen. At least that geography, I know. I have to sit here and listen to you and 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 all these guys that you bring on here from, um, you know, southern Canada, and uh, go over or, that or geography. Or the state of hockey. Um. Well, no, not 
just talking about that place. <laughs> talking about the one next to it, too. Oh, okay. Nothing personal, Eddie. <laughs> uh, but if I'm going to break chops, I got to break everybody's chops. Yeah, why not? Go ahead. You know, I, can't, I can't just. I can't, you can't, I can't pick just, and choose. No, you can't. Well, pick I am choose. picking and choosing. I'm choosing everybody. I'm being fair. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so so we know all about that. Um, uh, when you were on your little vacation, and congratulations, that sounded like a really good time. You had a chance to see uh, to uh, to see um, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, it was it was pretty nice. Wow. It was that's of course cool. that's cool. The, the theater is the, the 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 facility is great, except it is outdoors, and the show started about eight o'clock. And ended about ten o'clock. Um, the rain started about eight o'clock. <laughs> ended about ten o'clock. <laughs> nice. Oh, it was, just, it was just the atmosphere. I love it. Well, listen, I I got to see the smile on my son's face for two days after the show. Ah, oh, so cool, and, so cool. I'm glad you know, that happened. And uh, and your fill-in guest host was uh, phenomenal. Well, Michael yeah, Weiss that's why I had to make sure job. I was on tonight. Because I had to make sure he's, uh, <laughs> you don't invite him back, at least not without me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we had a really good show Tuesday night. He, he gave us some tidbits, some different things that are happening at the NCHC. He also told us about Media Day coming up. And uh, I'm hoping that we're going to get the three of us. And the three of us, I say, you, me, and Joe, all together at the Excel Center for Media Day, September 16th. Um, coming up and and what a great time that would be to get all of us together to see uh some of the best uh young players in the nchc and the coaches as well that's uh, a topic coming up uh yeah. in the meantime let's take a quick break let's come back and let's bring on that guy let's bring on joe paisley and and get some insight into what's going on in colorado and find out how his summer was and all that good stuff in about three minutes okay thrilled to have you with us the nation's top teams America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number 
team discounts, and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summerscape, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Coming to you from Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is, in fact, College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out of beautiful Long Island, New York. And, uh, Paul, as always, it's uh, our pleasure to welcome in our Colorado NCAA insider, Joe Paisley, back to the show. Joe, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you, and how's the summer been? Oh, Summer's been great. Um, you know, we, uh, my wife and I uh, celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary back on July 1st. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a pretty good summer since we've been able to, uh, well, like everyone else, we've been able to get out and about a little bit more than we were last summer. So, yeah, overall, uh, overall, pretty good, um, pretty good summer. Uh, just sort of feels like a year and a half long off season for me because there wasn't uh, much hockey for me to work on. And so, yeah, yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that, Joe, to both you and your wife. That's, uh, that's a nice milestone. And, um, you know, I hope you're ready because we're about a month away from really getting fired up. I was looking and putting together our schedules, and I'm going like, wow, we're going to run to the, uh, the 16th and have uh, the NCHC Media Day. And then all of a sudden things get really rocking and rolling in October, especially in your part of the country. And we'll get into that in just a minute. So um, you ready? As I'll ever be, sure. Um, you know, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I really am looking forward to it. I think I'll get more and more. I think once that Labor Day weekend hits or that, or I go to that first, uh, first official practice for the Tigers, that's usually when it really starts to uh, kick in a little bit and you start getting excited about the year. But yeah, I believe their first practice is going to be their first day of school on August 30th. And they're going to have one of those limited, uh, limited practices where the coaches are only on for about 40 minutes or so. And then, uh, uh, that'll let, let people like me go in there and see and try to figure out who's who and try to read the little numbers on the back of their helmets, which is always fun. <laughs> That's um, the fun part. You're like going, well, I know that guy's small, so that can't be him. Uh, he's not a defenseman, so he shouldn't be there. Uh, you know, things like that. So yeah, but I'll recognize a few of them, you know, even though it was basically a whole year away from them, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of new faces. You know, you got 14, 14 sophomores of which, you know, uh, about 12 of them or so, you know, joined the team last year. And I never actually really got, got an opportunity to see them other than from a distance or yeah. on TV. So, you know, really uh, <laughs> not the same. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, you got some good players come back for CC. I, what you mentioned, September 16th. And what's interesting is that weekend, Saturday, 
uh, is the uh, ribbon cutting ceremony for ropes and arena here in Colorado Springs. So that's uh, shaping to be a very busy weekend for me uh, with uh, looks like a trip to St. Paul and then a quick flight back for uh, for a ribbon cutting ceremony Saturday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be all of a sudden, boom, you're right in it. And then I'll uh, got to send out an email and find out if we're doing our, up here they have a thing called the uh, face-off luncheon that the Colorado Springs Sports Corporation puts together. And they've always been a great, um, great supporter of college hockey around here and have always been very proud of the fact that they have two division one programs, you know, within about 20 miles of each other. And, uh, they've done a great job of that and, um, great job of supporting. So it's always been another one of those unofficial, um, uh, road signs to the seasons when you have the, uh, the face-off luncheon. And, uh, it's always a chance to go and listen to uh, Frank Saratori entertain a room. Uh, oh, he, wow. <laughs> he brings his a game as he always does. Uh, the CC coach, whoever they happen to be, whether it was Scotty Owens, Mike Havlin, or, and now Chris Mayotte, I think is going to find out your job as the CC coach is to be the straight man. And Frank <laughs> is just going to go. And he's going to oh, say things <laughs> that you, you know, you, you know, you know that if you're in a, in a class, if you're in a, a modern work environment, well, you know, modern, a workspace environment, a modern office space, you'd cringe a little bit more, but at, at the face-off luncheon, you just sort of like, Oh, Oh, that's, that's Frank. Okay. <laughs> and sort of go well, from there. <laughs> listen, Joe, I mean, when, when we have him on, Scott always says to me, well, what do you think? And I go like, uh, I just, all you have to do is say, uh, welcome in Frank and just let him go. And you know, we don't have to talk for 45 minutes because Frank's really good at that. Oh yeah, he uh, one one bye week. I remember he had his weekly press conference, and it was a bye week for the Air Force hockey team. So he came in uh, where, and it's a famous video. You guys have probably seen it, where he's wearing his Minnesota Vikings uh, jacket, like a really nice satin, like <laughs> mid 80, yeah. 85, 84, 85 era. You know, with the satin look and the and the stripes on the shoulders, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and uh, just sort of talking about how the Vikings just pretty much have broken his heart, pretty much his whole life, and, and just. Um, <laughs> And how annoying that was because, uh, you know, uh, Andy Berg, one of the associate head coaches there, uh, is a Broncos fan. And he's, it's just annoying. Uh, you know, oh, no, we're on a podcast. Yeah, he was just pissing Frank off, basically. <laughs> and, uh, Frank was playing it up wonderfully. And, you know, he's also brought his little, small dog in with him as well and let, let the dog pretty much distract everybody. And, and pretty much keeping the media from asking any any real substantive questions about his <laughs> hockey team, which is brilliant. I mean, Frank is Frank is a wily, you know, he's you know he's he's a little like Columbo, you know, you, you think oh, it's Frank, right? and, he, and the mind is sharp as a tack, you know. <laughs> so he just plays, he just he just manipulates the media so well. And I've always been always been thoroughly entertained by his press conferences because he he brings his A game. He really does. Well, that's 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 funny because now you bring it up. Uh, I remember uh, when I was a student, uh, one of the things I got to do was cover the uh, Arizona USFL team. And they had George Allen, the late George Allen, the former Washington uh, football team coach. They weren't the football team back then, but, uh, you know. Sure. And he would come in actually on a semi-regular basis and talk about his love for the Detroit Red Wings. So (laughs) he knew how to play the media, too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a it's a really it's a really it's a really it's a really important skill, frankly. Yeah. And and it's a great. I mean, one of the one of the great ways that Frank has really uh, promoted college hockey and Air Force hockey over the years as well. I mean, he's done. He's been a great ambassador in that way. I think over the years. And 
And one thing I, I, I was looking at the Air Force schedule, you know, this afternoon in preparation for uh, the grilling you're going to give me. And um, I noticed <laughs> well, yeah, that. Yeah, we're uh, tough. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wearing my, I put on, I strapped on the tennis shoes. I took the slippers off, <laughs> laced up the tennis shoes, and I'm ready. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I noticed they're going to Lindenwood uh, in October. And, yeah. and the first thing I thought of is, well, you know, that's, that's just Frank. Because Frank is going to support, you know, new and up, up-and-coming programs that are playing a, a mixed schedule. Because that's exactly what Air Force was doing. In its early days, it had a mixed schedule as well when you're starting out. So, no, to me, it was just it was just Frank and and just being a you know just being supportive of a new program because you know you can remember when Air Force was sort of in the same boat as Lindenwood, just sort of figuring out where you're at, wondering if you got a conference to join. I mean, it wasn't that long ago Air Force was in the same boat as as uh, uh, Huntsville and the same boat as Robert Morris might be in. I mean, all these other teams. Lindenwood, all these all these programs that are in a little bit of flux right now because of the uh, uh, ramifications of the pandemic and everything. So, and some and and really and, and shitty decisions by college presidents too. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, uh, that's do, a different issue. <laughs> do, 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 do we want to get into that, Scott? Because, uh, because not, I not yet, here, not yet. I could sit here and and, uh, and, and um, you know, not talk about Lindenwood for a while, um, <laughs> and the fact that. At some point next year, and I didn't even include Huntsville. You got six independent programs next year. Well, guess how many you need for a league to uh, qualify for the NCAA tournament? <laughs> oh, quick Joe, guess. you're on my side. I uh, just quick said... guess, quick guess. <laughs> yeah, but Joe, you can't have the two Alaska schools in Long Island in a league. Oh yeah, you I can't understand. Do right? that? No, no, I understand. You're right. You're up financially. That's but suicide. but you can but, yeah. but you can have Augustana. Uh, as that sixth team, and you could have LIU no, no, going wait, no, somewhere that, else. That, I would, that, that would be seven. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, I'm saying LIU go some other conference and bring Augustana in for the six independents to you form could, That's two years away. Um, yeah, two years goes by fast. We had a pandemic for 18 months. That didn't go by too fast. <laughs> okay. Fair point, fair uh, point. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. Um, uh Joe, that we had Chris Mayot on. It took me about mm. three weeks to finally get him on. And when we had him on, it, it was money. I don't know if you've had a chance to visit with him yet one-on-one, mm. but when he was on, man, by the time we were about halfway through the interview, uh, I was ready to re-enroll and uh, see if I had any eligibility left to go to Colorado College, but I was about 40 years too old. <laughs> yeah, forget, yeah, forget about the GPA. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. That was the other thing I was going to bring up. I'm like, well, you know, I've listened to the podcast a couple times, so you know, just saying. <laughs> you smart Good man, one, Joe. Good smart one. man. I'm smart. So anyway, as no, I would have gotten to CC either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Chris just got named uh, again as an assistant mm. coach for the national junior team. We talked about his recruiting, all uh, all of his accolades, is what he's done so far. So. Uh, what's your opinion on Chris Mayotte right now and how ready is he to, to jump into this thing? I have a, you know, I, I've talked to, I talked to Chris uh, in a phone interview for about 30 minutes or so. I think um, he happened to be in town for just a short period of time. I think he was heading back to Ann Arbor to uh, help his wife move, I think, or up pack up or probably going to hit a, probably going to hit a recruiting trip along the way if the time allowed. So yeah, he's crazy busy. I mean, he's made a great impression. He's made a great impression on me. He's made a wonderful impression on the uh, on the community here as well. Um, he, he really, um, I think, he really understands uh, 
the culture that CC wants. And I think that really speaks to the, even though he's only 38, the, the breadth of college experience he has. I mean, he has a lot of college hockey experience. And the reason I'm stressing that is his predecessor, Mike Havlin, who's a very good coach, I, I believe. And this program owes him a lot. I mean, there's a very large arena going up and he's a big, he was a big reason that happened. We shouldn't forget that. But now that Mike's gone, we have to recognize that while Ken Ralph, the former AD, really swung for the fences with an out-of-the-box thinking and went for this pro coach, the current athletic director, Leslie Irvine, I think she's gone a little bit more um, old school and looked for a young and up-and-coming up, up up coach, a la Don Lucia, if you remember him, way back when, another up-and-coming younger coach who was ready to step in and has the college experience and knows what it takes to succeed in college. And I think his Providence college experience and uh, being a player at Union College really uh, gives him the insight he needs, I think, to be successful here at CC. He needs to find those kinds of guys that he can keep for three years, maybe even four years, and make them a make a B-level player and, and teach them over four, three to four years to become that B-plus level player. And when you have a lot of B-plus level players and maybe a sprinkling an A player or two, you know, then you're going to have yourself a, a team that can really have a chance to go, you know, 500 in the NCHC and maybe have a winning record in the non-conference. Um, then, you know, if you're finishing in fourth, if you're in fourth place in the NCHC, you're pretty much on the bubble for the, you know, for the NCAA tournament. You're right there, and yeah. if not better. And that would be a position that CC has not, <laughs> well, CC hasn't experienced that since 2011. So we're talking 10 years now, um, being that close to the NCAAs and really be, and really be half. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. For a while there, I wasn't really bothering to pay attention to the pairwise, you know, to be blunt, you know, there was really no point. Um, unless I wanted to, you know, keep track of, uh, you know, what, what Denver was doing, you know, or, or the other, other NCHC teams. Well, let me ask you a question because you have far more, uh, college hockey experience than I do. Um, even as I've gotten into it over the last half dozen years or so, um, the fact that they have so many new players coming in this year with a new coach, do you think that that makes it a hair easier or more difficult for a new coaching staff coming in? Mm, that's a good question. I think. Sorry. No, no, that's a good question. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think. I think it could be good. I mean, it, it, the, the important thing is they have some returning pieces. Their, their goaltending situation is, is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, with with Bath, Dominique and um, Dominic, excuse me, not Dominique, Ooh, Dominic <laughs> and um, yeah, difference. Yeah. We're not, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Be, yeah. We got to be open to that. Um, but yeah, Dominic and then of course uh, Vernon's kid too. So, you know, those, those both did really well. And um I think they did really well. So the goaltending situation is good, and that's that's big. Um, you got Brian Yoon back, uh, senior defenseman from Parker, Colorado. Uh, really a good offensive, uh, got some good offensive skill, and I would love, <laughs> I would love to see him develop over the next year under Mark Stu- Stewart's tutelage. Frankly, Mark, he's going to learn a lot from Mark Stewart, and I think that would be uh, great for him. So I'm looking forward to his senior season. So you've got some pieces. Uh, you got some guys that have been brought in. Uh, you know, you got a few guys coming in, but they got a lot of offense to, to make up for. Uh, sure. So they're going to they're going to take their lumps. But I do think 
I do think that all these fresh faces are going to give them is really going to give them the fr- fresh start. Uh, the the back uh, the guys that come back fresh starts as well. So I, I, I'm hopeful. I think I'm thinking they will do better than some people expect. Probably, they might even do better than I expect um, because I know they're going to get knocked around pretty hard by the NCHC. That's just a brutal, brutal schedule. But if they enjoy some success, maybe get off to a good start. Uh, do well against St. Lawrence, uh, show show well against Union. That'll give those young guys the confidence they need, and then they might be ready for the meat grinder that is the NCHC. So we'll see. They're going to definitely take their lumps, but I think these young guys are going to get a lot of experience, and those 14 sophomores, um, if they can take a step in their second year, if they can take a step up in their second year like some guys do, then, uh, yeah, this team could be could be a little bit more competitive than it's been, but we'll see. And, and, and I know, and, and, and you, and you know this as well. Uh, they have the good goaltending coming back, but you also know they looked at the recruit list. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Uh, I said the, the goalies, you, 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 we, we all know that the goalies have looked at the recruit list as well. And, you know, when you get a, you, uh, a, a national development team player, Mm. Uh, recruited to your school and he plays your position. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, but he's a year away and uh, we'll see how that goes. And um, he did really well in the summer, the summer showcase. And if anything, that the level of recruits that uh, CC's picking up right out of the gate here, one, one shows that, you know, Peter Menino, you know, was definitely ready to step in and do his job as a recruiter. I think, uh, you know, that's one of the strengths I think, uh, having a, co- a college assistant stepping into the head coaching role like uh, Chris Mayotte is that he's already had his eye out there. He knows the talent. He knows the, he knows the stud 15 year olds already. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to learn who these guys are um, like Haviland had to, and his folks had to. So, you know, you see that with, uh, you know, um, I'm looking for that name on my little list here. Uh, Strachey, you know, he's another, U- another former U S national team development program guy. So you know, they're starting to get some of those guys. And I mean, you know, I don't think it was a coincidence. Mayotte was at the uh, showcase where uh, where the goalie was playing as well. I don't, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think he knew this kid and knew what this kid had to offer, and he was able to, you know, recruit the kid and develop a relationship with him that uh, made the kid uh, want to stay close to home and uh, go to Colorado College. So yeah, these are all. Uh, if anything, it just shows that how ready Mayotte is to uh, to make this step from a longtime assistant to uh, to head coach, and I think that's you're starting to see that even now in this very first class. And uh, that's, that's great because when you compare it to what the scrambling that the CC, the previous CC staff had to do to fill out a roster their first year and compare it to the caliber of players that are coming in, thanks to their efforts, but also for the, the efforts of the new staff. Right. This is a better, this is, this is a better starting off point for this particular uh, regime than uh, what Havlon was able to do in his first year. So, Joe, I, I know you're in Colorado Springs, but uh, Paul and I have talked over the summer, and I, I've worked on this um, with Denver having a new SI, SID in place, and uh, things have been really, really quiet in Denver. Is that the way it's been in Colorado Springs, too? Have you seen that, that Denver's been really kind of, uh, I guess, quiet? Yeah, they've been flying under the radar, I think, is, is, is what you're getting at. And you're right, they um... – you know they're not getting much. They're not getting much as much respect as they should. Frankly, you saw some of the really early preseason polls coming out. I think of Bucha Grouse 
put one out and Denver wasn't, you know, wasn't anywhere to be seen. And that was really surprising because I think Denver is going to be better. Um, you know, they missed the NSA for the first time in, uh, and I can't even remember how many years we're talking. Almost 20 years, isn't it? Yeah. 18 years, maybe. Yeah. I, I think, I'd have to I think look 18, it up 20, something like that. Yeah. A ridiculous amount. <laughs> a ridiculous <laughs> amount. Um, but something that says a lot about the program and how, uh, you know, how the program was built and how it was maintained and, and, even elevated a little bit under Monty and maintained under Carl here so far. Um, yeah, they missed for the first time uh, in forever. And uh, so that's suddenly, so suddenly they're not a, a top 16 team. You know, they're in the NCHC where we, we seem to be forgetting that and they're going to be good. Um, in fact, they'll be, they'll be quite good. And I expect they'll be one of those teams that's going to be, they may not even be on the bubble. They might be comfortably in uh, that 11, that 10, 9, 10, 11, 12 spot in the pairwise and be pretty comfortable going into the final, going into the NCHC playoffs. And when they have a, they will probably make it in the NCAA tournament. I would not be surprised by that at all. I think they're going to be quite good um, because they've got a great staff and they reloaded with some very good players who, uh, who had their names called by the NCH, uh, by the NHL, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> okay. Whenever that draft was not the usual yeah, that time. Thing. <laughs> whenever that was. And, yeah. And, and, and by the way, uh, you're going to have a, a, a team that has obviously historically been a top program now with a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Don't think the coach is not going to use that every single day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's no, no, no better way to get, get, get guys motivated to work a little harder in July and August than to, uh, to remind them that people are overlooking them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's a real mistake. And I think that I think that'll – that might change. I think I think some more long term, long time college uh, writers out there at uh, College Hockey News and at U.S. College Hockey Online, those folks, they've been around. They've been around the game a long time. And when they put in their, but they put their preseason poll together, I think it'll be a little bit more um, realistic, frankly, and more uh, more on more uh, more accurate. I think by the end of the season, I think because those folks, they've been around the game a long time. I think so, I, I don't think they're going to overlook Denver. I just want Denver to start slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Yeah, let me dial I just up. want Denver to start slowly. That's yeah, all. Let me, let me click on you their know. schedule and see why. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. here we are. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, there we go. So that was my follow-up, Joe, is that mm-hmm. you know last year when I talked to Coach Carl, he said uh, he felt that they really missed the non-conference season. He thought that was a big preparation for them. Uh, stepping into the NCHC and with the pod that they had last year, um, they jumped into a gauntlet right off the very mm. get go. Um, so on CC side and Denver side, just how important are those uh, eight, 10 non-conference games that they're going to play both teams? Who, who's going to benefit the most if you can? Well, I mean, I think looking at, um, I'm looking at Denver's schedule right now, as I scroll down, I see, Winnable games, especially the first. Uh, well, honestly, the first four are real winnable. Um, sorry, um, but Arizona State's obviously really good. But the you know they're at home. They're at you know they have a home and home with Air Force. That's going to be tough, but those are good games. Uh, at Providence, at Boston College, if they can do well on that road trip, they're picking up some pretty probably in all likelihood very big wins when it comes to pairwise. You know, so this is a strong non-conference schedule because Arizona State's going to be in the mix. Providence will be in the mix as usual. Boston College, of course, will be in the mix as usual. And so you're looking at, and, and again, Arizona State for, a, oh yeah, sorry, they got a home, got a road series as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that really looks good for uh, for Denver. If they can get off to a good start, then they'll pick up some really power, you know, really important pairwise points for them. Um, sorry, I don't mean to badmouth Arizona State, but I think that you know, opening uh, at home October eighth against Arizona State, that's going to be it's a tough tough start for Arizona State to take on Denver like that. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, Denver has a really opportunity, a good opportunity there to get some quality non-conference wins. And I think that's going to be really important for them when it comes to pairwise. And I think that'll be one of the reasons people are going to be changing their tune by late, late October. Uh, if Denver does get off to a good start, they're going to be, they're going to, no one's going to remember the preseason poll. It's going to be the real poll in the pairwise and they're going to be right in it. Um, CC, it's going to be a matter of confidence. I think I like, let me get that schedule open here. Click, click. There we go. Uh, opening against St. Lawrence. I mean, that's that's a that's a solid program, uh, respectable program. Uh, one obviously, that's 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 a good opening weekend. I think that gives CC an opportunity to perhaps get some of the confidence they need with all those young kids. They really need that. I think that'll help with the new program. Crazy building on October eighth, going to be sold out. Of course, both nights. I I expect um, it's going to be loud and crazy. It's going to be uh, could be really good for CC to get off to a good start like that. Then you got. Some road games at you know at Union two games. Uh, I don't know much about Union at this point, but they're obviously a good program. So I would expect that'll be a challenge. But if they can do well on that road, then you know, following week, uh oh, well that's <laughs> well that's <laughs> it, right? That's that a North, kaboom, you know. That's a rough four game stretch there because a you're on the road. Yeah, you're, for sure. You're all the way across the country. Oh yeah. Um, you 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 have a young team. Um, Union is usually a solid program. Mm-hmm. And then you're yeah. gonna go play BC and Northeastern, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you're gonna travel back and forth or not. Uh, who knows? But yeah. and if yeah. you don't, that makes it even tougher. Or if, mm-hmm. actually, actually, if you do, it makes it tougher. The long road trips. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, they, I, I think yeah, I have to look at the. Uh, I'd have, honestly, I'd have to look at the school schedule, which I haven't had a chance to see when they're uh, when they're longer. They usually with the way their block plan system is set up, they'll end up with some long weekends sometimes. Yeah. And if they end up having that long weekend schedule, they might be they might be willing to stick. They might uh, stay on the road then and be out be back east for that whole stretch of time. Um, that wouldn't surprise me if they were able to do that, and they would probably prefer that because I do. I think this could be one of those you know long road trips are are a pain in the butt for sure, and they're tough, but it also gives a young team a chance to get to know each other a little bit better too on the road, and that can be. Chemistry-wise, that can be pretty good. And then, you know, you're back at it, and then you got a home-and-home with Air Force, and then boom, NCHC in early November. So I think if they can get through that first eight games at 500, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, if they can get through that first eight games at 500, and then I think they'll be feeling pretty good about themselves going into the NCHC, and then, uh, yeah, and then they'll (laughs) – and then they're going to start taking some lumps, but you know, by then, if they're ha- you know, but that, you know, by then, you know, if they, you never if they know, got right? a little confidence, yeah, oh yeah, if you got some confidence and the goalies are playing well, and you know, you got a hot goalie and guys playing well in the confidence, then you might, you know, rear up and you know, steal a point here and there, and you know, that's that was always CC's formula. They would they would get the uh, they get points against Anchorage, you know, the Anchorage teams, the uh, you know, the old not not the current Minnesota State, but the old Minnesota State. <laughs> um, <laughs> They would pick up some points against those teams on the road. You know, they get their home points. They pick up a road win, and then occasionally they knock off Minnesota because someone would, you know, someone like a <laughs> Timmy Hall would play out of his mind for one game. You know, and guys like that. And then they'd steal some points against the big ones, the big teams like that. Um, 
the big difference here is everyone's a big team in the NCHC. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to have those, but yeah, I think, I think if they can get the confidence from in the, from the non-conference schedule, then I think, you know, with the, well, as you guys well know, the enthusiasm may not bring to the table. Um, yeah. And the pedigree brings to the table. I think they're going to be, I think, yeah, if they can go 500, then I think there's be reason that they they could hope to, uh, maybe surprise some people and, and steal some points here and there in the NCHC and be a factor, uh, be a factor uh, well into uh, February as things go. So we'll see. Okay, yeah. so we tried to dig. Hold on one second, Paul, and you can jump All in right. on this, and i got to follow this one up. But uh, we tried to dig into Coach and, and find out who that TBA is for the exhibition. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said it's an NCAA team, but they hadn't gotten it approved yet. Any wow. word from you, Joe? I have not heard anything about that, honestly. It's been a pretty, uh, pretty well-kept secret, which is pretty good for CC because usually there's <laughs> and usually we're getting there's, close right <laughs> we are getting close but I do think it's been um well you know they, they have to get approval from the NCA which you know could can take you know a thousand years oh, if you're not right. careful <laughs> you know um they could be finding out October 1 you know uh, yeah, exactly. who they're playing you know you wonder I'm, I'm sorry, only only half joking uh, unfortunately yeah, only half only half that's the problem um yeah I hope they do get somebody I hope it is a good I mean I, I would love to uh I mean, if they weren't already playing Arizona State, I would think Arizona State would be a great one, to, a great team to bring in for that. Um, How about but, Lindenwood? Wouldn't Lindenwood be a perfect fit? But they're not an NCAA team. They don't have to be on an exhibition. Well, no, but the coach said it's an NCAA team. Well, because he knows they're going to be, Paul. Oh, <laughs> really? Because I have no proof of this. I'd like to see Lindenwood. That'd be fun. I would enjoy. I would enjoy. I would just. I think it'd be great for them to get the opportunity to play a play off, a CC round. Sure. Okay, it'd be great for them. Um, I'm, I'm sort of. I, I personally, I'd be rooting for Fairbanks. Um, I'd like to see them pick up a game uh, in that week. They don't. I think they open the following week with a. Well, they. Oh wait, actually, they're already be underway. Oh, well, no, darn it, that won't work. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I should have looked at their schedule. They're already. They're at Minnesota that weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, already a, so yeah yeah that doesn't work darn it um yeah honestly yeah i'm just i'm just guessing at this point who would yeah, meet you um, you know and and so and you know either way i think it'd be good I and mean, anyone they bring in will be good it'll be great they'll definitely need the experience i think it'd be good to take in on an ncaa team because these the california the colorado uh, canada university excuse me <laughs> um the canada schools they're good. They, you know, they bring in they bring in some good teams. They're good, usually good exhibition test. But I think an NCA team, uh, even one uh, at you know, even one at the Linden, you know, where Lindenwood is at right now, would, would be a uh, would be a really good test. It would be a good good experience for a really young team. So I hope they get somebody. I don't frankly, they need they needs to play somebody besides themselves on October second. <laughs> That's really the most important thing. And if that doesn't happen, then they're going to have to have a scrimmage, and hopefully they'll let the fans in because the fans will be. <laughs> they're already chomping at the bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I bet they are. Uh, they're, they're, losing, are. they're losing their minds. I mean, I think the old the old adage is fan has always been short for fanatics, and there's definitely some real um, <laughs> real tiger fanatics in town here who are really, uh, really, really anxious to see the team because you know some of them, you know, they've been going to games for 20, 25 years, and then they last year get in they, they want to get in that building. They desperately want to get in that building. Um, and uh, you've got, you know, there's only so many architect pictures you can see before you really start wanting to see it for yourself. And uh, the season ticket holders will be in on that September 18th for that tour in that open house that I was talking about with the ribbon cutting. So that'll be mm-hmm. really great for those folks. Um, I'll be in there probably for the first time that day as well on September 18th. So I'm looking forward to it as well. And of course, I, you know, 
the real challenge, of course, is going to find someone that will badmouth it. Um, that'll be the real challenge <laughs> as a media member. To Somebody find will. Yeah, I, I think I have I have a couple people in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Who who I can expect will you know with a little prodding, I'll have to uh, you know play devil's advocate a little bit with them and try to you know get them to respond to something like, well, you know. A cup hold, a cup holders. You know, I don't know. They're not, you know, they, I don't know if they're big enough for the beers you like to drink there, Lee, or whatever. You know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing, and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, um, I think uh, you know, Coach Mayot talked about uh, how important this arena is for uh, the CC program, and and uh, um, people listening into your your the podcast interview you had with him might think he's overstating it, but he's not. No. He really isn't. He really isn't. I wanted to stress that this. This thing is is huge, and to have and to have the arena on campus is just such a massive difference when it comes to recruiting. It just there was so much ground made up by CC and in, in the recruiting race with the rest of the NCHC because of having an on campus arena it just makes a world of difference. And to have a nice brand new arena, um, like I said, it just evens things up so much and really gives them, a, I think, a much better uh, chance of of getting some of those grade A talents. To give CC a try, maybe they want to go to a small school. Maybe uh, the tough academics don't scare them. You know, they're ready for it. They can handle it. And they're, you know, if they're A caliber players, then they'll be here for a couple years. And boy, but you know, if they're, but if you get a few of those guys, you get the uh, Ryland Schwartzes, the uh, Nick Denis, and the Gabe, Gabe Gensel, some of the more recent higher end guys who went and enjoyed good crow, crow careers. Not, and, and of course, Jane Schwartz, who's now with the Seattle Kraken. Um, get guys like that, a couple of those guys sprinkled in, and then CC is going to be right there, I think, with, um, with a lot of the teams in NCHC. And, and you know those guys exist, Joe. You know those guys that that want would prefer, you know, want the big-time experience. They'll get the big-time hockey experience playing mm-hmm. in that conference um, and, you know, don't have a problem with the academic. Those guys are there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. There definitely are. I mean – and there's yeah, there's a lot of good quality hockey players out there. I mean, there's good hockey, you know, and good quality hockey players who can handle the academics. I mean, Air Force has been finding those kinds of high academic guys for years, and and have have developed them into good hockey players over the course of their time at the service academy. So if CC can take a comparable approach and bring in maybe some higher end guys and keep them for a year or two, or if they're like I was saying earlier, those B level guys that you can make into B plus players. You know, that's that's how you build a team, and that's and that's the formula that Providence used. That's the formula um, that you know Providence used so well uh, under Nate Lehman. And so I think I think that's that's the blueprint. Mayotte knows the blueprint. He knows what to do, and I think um, Mark Stewart knows that as well from his experience at CC. And of course, Peter Benino, who um, who has probably well, if he's smart, he probably hasn't brought it up too much that um, <laughs> national semifinal game. We I did, know you guys. Oh, I know you guys. Yeah, we, did. we did. But you know, D is a good school too. So Peter is, you know, a fairly intelligent man, I would think. And um, he, he yeah. probably hasn't brought that up to Mark Stewart too often. Um, well, <laughs> listen, I, I I did ask if he takes, you know, if if, if he does take the the odd snide comment thrown his way because uh, he did play at that other school. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, amazingly enough, every once in a while, I guess it does. Uh, I know that's probably shocking, but 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. Um, <laughs> I'm absolutely like stunned. It. Yeah, stunned, <laughs> stunned. I say, but uh, yeah, no, it was interesting. But you know what? It, there was a precedent set earlier. You know, I have Joe Howe, who's now an assistant coach at Yale, was a was a goalie for a CC. In fact, that was the last time they made the uh, WCHA uh, Final Five championship game. Uh, uh, ended up losing to Wisconsin, but uh, Joe Howe was in net for them. And Joe uh, had always dreamed of going to Minnesota, had the uh, gopher stuff up all over his bedroom and everything else. And then when uh, Don Lucia offered him a walk-on opportunity and CC offered, offered a full ride, he took all those posters down, put them in a, taped them up in a box <laughs> and uh, started wearing a CC t-shirt until he started getting more swag from the, uh, from the program. <laughs> um, but yeah, he played huge for them and now he's an assistant at Yale, but his uh, first job was as a, um, as director of operations at Denver. Um, and then became then moved up to be an assistant coach at Fairbanks before we moved on to Yale. So, um, yeah, it's happened before. And uh, when I eventually do that story about um, CC Denver and what it's like to be on the on the other bench, I'm going to reach out to Joe uh, <laughs> to get his perspective on it too. Because um, you know the CC guys probably they loved him for good reason, good guy. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm sure he I'm sure he got a spoon. He's probably got a, a spoonful or two. Of, yeah. uh, <laughs> over the, over the course of his time at Denver, you know. <laughs> and and okay. by the way, just, just to, to emphasize what we said a few minutes ago, you know, we spent most of this time talking about CC, and once again, uh, Denver kind of under the radar, even in this discussion. Oh yeah, well, well you know, yeah, you're, I, I, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We, they, you know, I don't, I, I look like I live in Colorado Springs. I don't <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't been up there up in their neck of the woods that much, honestly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do think once once we start uh, once we start delving a little bit more, and once I see, once the season nears a bit, I'm going to start delving a little bit more and looking at those rosters and seeing who they've got. But uh, yeah, they've they've got some real players, and you know, like I said, it was no coincidence that uh, there was no one from CC that was drafted. Uh, in the, in the last draft for the NHL, but there was a couple guys from Denver, you know, not, yeah. not a surprise at all. And that's what I expect for a while um, for the first so, couple of years or so. And then maybe CC will start uh, making its presence known at that level again. Okay. So Joe, I got a two parter for my final ones for you. Uh, the first one is, is Colorado Springs now with air force and Colorado college. Are they officially the, uh, the best and smartest Hockey players and all of the NCAA, that's part one. Think about that one. And uh, part two is uh, when we talk about call our, uh, Air Force, we had Chad Demers on last Sunday night mm, um, oh, coming great. in there as a director of hockey operations. And, um, you know, you look at what Frank's done over there, and we know how they start and then how they uh, crescendo tournament time. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be different this year for Air Force from what you, uh, what you see on paper? Hmm. Uh, The first one, come on. The first one, the first one, first one, CC Denver, right? I'm already thinking Air Force. You got me. No, no, no. no, no, CC and Air Air Force, are they the smartest uh, college hockey players? Is Colorado Springs the the smartest Mm. college hockey town in the country? I think it is. Well, you know, we're all, I mean, within 25 miles of each other in the same, basically the same town. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've obviously we've got Ivy League schools. Uh, we can't forget about them, even though they didn't play at all last year. Um, That's true. Where are they at again, Joe? <laughs> they're, they're back east. Um, oh, okay. They're, uh, they're, 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 yeah, they, they can schedule Long Island if you want to. Um, they're right there. They're bus trips in most cases, I think. Um, I wish but, they yeah. did. That would be good. That would be good. That would be great for LIU, I think, to get that opportunity. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, within the same town, yeah, probably. I can't think of anywhere else that has two, you know, two Division One programs in the same town, basically. Though technically, Air Force Academy is its own town. Technically, it's their own dateline when you look at it in newspapers, um, because they have their technically their their own post office. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think so. I think that's fair. I mean, obviously, there's Ivy League schools that are you know would be in the in the mix a bit, but I think. Uh, when you talk about just you know zip codes in Colorado Springs, Colorado, then yeah, I think that's 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 definitely something you can argue. And uh, my geography is not very strong for the East Coast, so there might be something I'm some uh, two colleges I may not be thinking of that are quite close to. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, you have uh, was it Clarkson and St. Lawrence are pretty much mm, mm. a couple dozen miles apart. And- yeah, RPI and Union. They're really yeah. close to each other too. Yeah, I, I remember that art union. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? It's service academy. You know, Air Force. You know that it, it they, makes up for yeah. That there, that's that's a that's a very good that's an excellent school and CCU course is a really good school as well. So I mean, really, uh, in a lot of ways, I just wanted to open the same can of for debate. <laughs> oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Cause a why? problem. Okay, back to Air Force. True, true. <laughs> Air Force. Here we are. Back to Air Force. Here we go. And your question uh, concerning Air Force is what, what do you think, how I think things are going to go for them? Yeah, um, you know, normally they play really well at tournament time, but I, I think that roster from what I see on paper and I think with the guys they have in place and the coaching staff and I think what Chad, I know he's not going to be on the ice with the guys, he's the director of hockey, but just having another Air Force sounding board, uh, I just think they're going to adjust better than normal. That's just my gut feeling. Well, you know, Frank has just had this habit of finding those, you know, young goalies that can step in and take over as needed. You know, he had, you know, he had the Vulcanings, he had um, Starrett, he had uh, Christophilus. I mean, he had, he's, when they've been at their best, they found their goalie and they've kept that goalie for a while. Um, but you're right. I think, um, what was it? Frank said, well, I got to share a Frank quote whenever I can. It makes the podcast Always. that much better. Um, Frank told me once, uh, he said, you know, you know you're in trouble if you're coaching your ass off in March. And what he meant by that is <laughs> and what he meant by that is that means you're leaking oil, you got some real problems and you're not you're not getting better and getting better and ready and peaking at the right time. And so he knew he would know if the he would know if he was in trouble in February, March if he was really having to coach the guys up. He says that when we had good years, we coached the heck out of them in August and September and October and you know, November and we're really, you know, really on them really hard, you know, and then the leadership within the team sort of takes it over, takes over the job, you know what I mean? And then they just sort of go from there and they rise and that's when they're peaking. That's when they became, you know, the, the air force teams that make it to regionals and stuff like that. Um, very young group, but if they, if they follow the same pattern and if they find the goalie, then they've got a real shot because as you know, every, every air force team is going to play their place so very hard um and they're mentally tough they've been through jack's valley they've handled that they've handled that stuff there's nothing nothing a college hockey player can throw it's another hot college hockey player that's going to scare them you know because they've been through basic training already they, they've got the mental toughness they've got the drive they've got the ability they've got the brains and in a lot of cases they really and they have hockey smarts they have all the pieces they just need it to come together. And I think they have enough pieces here that I think with the kind of skilled and experienced staff they have, um, and as you pointed out, three of the four coaches, I mean, they, three of them are all, three of the four are Air Force Academy grads. You know, you got Andy Berg, Joe Doyle, and now Chad Demers all have 
have the experience and understand what it takes to succeed. So he's got a very strong staff put together here as well. Like you said, Chad can't be on the ice, but don't think he's not going to have an influence and they're not going to listen to him uh, and that his influence in the coach's office is going to be pretty substantial too as well. He did a really fine job in Fargo. And I think that kind of experience and his life experience too, as I'm sure you guys talked about last year oh, yeah. as well, that that has to give him a, that has to give him some real uh, got to give him some serious respect and that coming from that locker room for what he's, what he's been through and what he's accomplished. So I think they've got the staff and I think they have the pieces to put together a good air force hockey team. And we'll just see if, if the goalie can get it done, then that's, that's always been a linchpin for air force that they got the goalie. They got a shot because they're going to be a really tough defensive team to play against. That's going to make you work hard to get to move that puck up 200 feet. It's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think Alex Schilling will face a lot of rubber in those first mm-hmm. uh, four to six games. Uh, I have no idea what he'll see in the exhibition games. Um, but at Michigan State uh, mm-hmm. and the home and home with Denver and then uh, CC for the home and home before they get into the conference season, uh, Schilling's going to see a lot of rubber early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll definitely be even more – hate to use this phrase god it sounds so trite battle tested by the time they open up the conference season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know they've always been they've always done a really good job of, of scheduling a tough non-conference season um because they know it gets them ready for the atlantic um and i think they've and you know like you said with shilling back and i think you know if he can get through that tough stretch and build his own confidence and have the team you know the confidence in him from the rest of the team because of his performance then yeah I think that they could have a shot of being really good once the uh, once the Atlantic hockey rolls around. But again, it's about them. It's about them just developing, peaking. And, they, and I remember in good years past, it was always January, February, where they just really separated themselves from the pack. You know, so you have to wait with them a little bit and watch them develop. And you know, you can see signs. And if the goaltending is in place, then you'll start seeing the other guys. Then the rest of the team will sort of come along a little bit, and you'll start seeing really seeing it pay off in January and February. And that's. And that's when, yeah, and that's when when Demers played for them. That was when uh, Air Force was at its peak, and that was when they were really coming together. Was as those January February games in Atlantic Hockey where they'd go out and, and get two road wins and maybe string together, you know, f- you know, get win five out of six. You know, do the gets those kind of runs put together where they really are playing with a lot of confidence and playing with and playing the right smart team defense way that has always worked for them under under Frank Santori. Yeah, we just call that the Frank formula and yeah. just make it nice and simple. Yeah, yeah, there. We would have saved a whole lot of time there. The Frank formula. I love <laughs> the it. The Frank formula. I remember that, yeah. Joe, thanks so much for joining us, uh, especially on short notice. I, I dialed you up today, and uh, and you answered the uh, the bat signal as we, I guess, just start calling it now. But we're looking forward <laughs> to getting things rolling, and uh, we're going to get everybody together and, and get up to uh, the XL Energy Center for uh, Media Day coming up for Great. the NCHC and get things rolling. And, uh, boy, October 2nd is going to kick off what I think is going to be a fantastic year. So let's knock on wood and hope we keep this COVID variant and the COVID stuff out of uh, out of our way so we can cover some hockey. I hope so. That'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Have a good one. Good night. Absolutely. That's Joe Paisley, our uh, Colorado insider, uh, giving us a little update on Colorado College and Air Force and a little bit on Denver, too, because he's not too far away from there. So uh, take one quick break, and uh, Paul and I will be back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live in about two minutes.
At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Coming to you from Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, we're back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Okay, Paul, you know what I always say, we don't have much time, but uh, whenever we bring a guest on, and Joe now uh, becoming more like family than guests, but uh, just your thoughts on uh, Joe's uh, vision for uh, the Colorado schools. See, this is why, and, and, and we're not going to get into the business aspect of it. This is why ASU needs to be in the NCHC. Because got that Western sort of thing going here. And, you know, and, and, and I know where Joe's coming from intellectually. Uh, it's hard for me to deal with emotionally, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, I, we know what that ASU roster looks like, and uh, it's going to be a really, really good battle uh, for what happens in Denver and CC and when Denver and, comes. And listen. Uh, yeah, it's going to be listen, really he, good battles. There's nobody that's got a, a, a feel for what's going on at, at CC and, and, and Air Force better than Joe does. And – it's two completely different situations. Okay. But um, you just, you know, just when he talks about um, the atmosphere surrounding 
Colorado College right now and the fact that the new building and the new coaching staff and so forth and so on. And, you know, when you see people on a regular basis, um, it, it, I don't care what anybody, you know, what, you know, any say, um, broadcaster for a team, uh, does he want his team to win? Of course he does. Okay. Uh, it's just a matter of how much, um, you know, you still have to be able to, 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 to see with your own eyes and just listening to, 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 to the inflection in Joe's voice. Um, it's, it's, people are getting excited up there for the Colorado college season and you can't blame them. Well, brand new building would do that. And, uh, you know, to steal a phrase from, uh, from the NFL, uh, the old buddy Ryan, when he came to Arizona way back when, and he said, you got a winner in town. Well, uh, when you look at Chris Mayotte's resume, you can pretty much say that in Colorado College, too. They have a winner in town because – Well, let's hope uh, he it, does a little bit better than Buddy Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't equating that. I was just equating the statement, but oh, – no, uh, I get it. I'm just – and I'm just saying, let's, let's, <laughs> let's hope but when Chris you, does a little bit better. But when you look at what Chris's resume brings, just uh, in in players that he's touched, uh, whether it be recruiting or actually on the ice and, and had an influence in their careers, uh, if he continues to do that, and he's already doing it at Colorado College, if he continues to do that, uh, Colorado College is going to be a tough out in any NCHC game. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. No question about that. Like I said, you can hear it. Um you know, from the vibes that he's getting, you know, and he, and he's just relaying to us what we asked him, you know? So, I mean, uh, very much looking forward to seeing what they do uh, to start that season. Um, and, you know, they uh, are, they're, they're, uh, their schedule is going to be, you know, it's obviously hard just because of the league they're in. But once again, those those long road that long road trip early is definitely uh, a, a key focus point because, uh, as Joe said, you're sitting there with one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, ten non-conference games. Uh, if they win five of them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a 500, uh, a 500 record, so that would be a good start. You know, to, to start with, even though all 10 are not in a row, but, you know, you go, say say you go two and two on that, on the Northeast trip, you're going to go into that the series with, with Air Force flying. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. You're going to go in there flying. You have oh, yeah, to against Air Force. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> good one. I yeah, love like it. I said, I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, very good. Okay. Well, another great night. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, I want you to all tune in because we're talking strength and conditioning at Arizona State with Leanne Blinn. Um, she's always a fantastic uh, guest because she's got so many resources. Uh, arguably the women, the woman's strongest, um, the world's strongest woman. How about that? She's pulled airplanes, folks. So when we get Leanne on, uh, we'll, we'll do some talking about uh, strength and conditioning for hockey. That's Tuesday night. We have professional hockey Southwest Weekly tomorrow night and, uh, of course, club hockey on Wednesday night. 
And a big welcome to our new uh, studio sponsor. You've heard the drops now tonight for the first time. Summer Skate's coming on board as our uh, studio sponsor. So we're thrilled to have that. We got some Summer Skates to give away in the month of September, too. So it's going to be uh, a really good time. So uh, make sure you're following us. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you're a subscriber. And you won't miss a thing. Take it away, my friend. Behind the masts, College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studio. On the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Networks, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, our three Valley locations are there for you, or go to behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, now available at our new spot, at Allegiant Stadium in time for all of their events. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. By Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Glad to have you back after that uh, one-night vacation. <laughs> uh, believe me, we've got so yeah. much work ahead of us. Uh, we're going to have so much fun coming up in the uh, the upcoming season. So Can't wait. About a month away, folks. You heard uh, Joe say August 30th. Uh, he believes the Colorado College Tigers are going to get on the ice uh, for the very first time. So, uh, that'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we will see you all uh, sun- not Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night this week because we are the Quad Pod of Hockey Podcast, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, live on the Podbean app. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>